Hey guys, uh, welcome to the weekend, Star Wars Celebration Weekend. And um, I just want to give some quick thoughts on what we've had so far for the first two days of celebration so far. Um, and day two is winding down as I'm recording this, so I hopefully something doesn't break in the next couple of minutes. But let's start off with the Lucasfilm panel yesterday. We got the Acolyte. All the cast was there. Amanda Stenberg comes out in the Padme thing. There was um, a peak of, uh, you know, a trailer that looked pretty cool. I'm not going to go scene by scene with all of that stuff. It, it was on Reddit last I saw, and I did save the videos. They're only like a minute long. Um, it was really cool seeing what they had for Skeleton Crew, uh, having the kids out on stage. I thought it was pretty cool. And one of those kids is playing an Ordolin, it looks like, um, you know, with some mocap stuff. Pretty exciting, and it was cool to see um, the pirate... Um, What's his name? Vane from The Mandalorian uh, looks to be kind of one of the villain leads for the series. Don't know really too much about it, but I was really excited about that yesterday morning. Um, what else did we have? Oh, Andor season two, first look. A lot of that same kind of theme from the first season trailer where there were um, the shots from behind, you know, kind of looking over the shoulder and stuff. So, you know, we see you know, Cassian and Luthan and Mon Mothma and everybody. Um, so that was really cool. And again, you know, not having access to view the panels as part of the live stream is very frustrating. So I need to shout out, I'm not going to name the channel guys, because I think, and I think the video already got pulled down, but there was a kid in the room yesterday who was streaming the panel from his phone. Um, except for any footage that came up on the screen, he would put his phone away. I'm assuming the kid got caught because um, the stream stopped and then the entire video got pulled off of their channel. So uh, whoever, the kid and his dad, I'm assuming they were speaking Spanish to each other in the thing, kind of breaking down some of the stuff. He was super hyped to see John Favreau and Dave Filoni when they came out on stage. Uh, he was just yelling, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, um, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, just, you know, kind of that. So I, you know, thank you to whoever that kid was for um, showing us what he did. Um, and then there was the the Ahsoka thing and the trailer. I shouldn't say the Ahsoka thing, but the trailer that we got yesterday from Ahsoka with, I guess, what is now just her signature move of doing the spin, cutting a hole in the floor. She's fighting those same droids from the Jedi episode of the Mandalorian that were on, um, I forget the planet that Morgan Elsbeth was on. And we get the shot from behind and we see Thrawn. Ugh. And then she said the thing about him becoming the new heir to the Empire. And I think every Star Wars fan just did the Leo gif and, you know, probably soiled ourselves a little bit. Super exciting um, to see all of that. And, you know, a good look at Sabine. Natasha Lubardizo looked great. Look at Hera. Um, what's her name? Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think is her name. Um, looked amazing. We got that look at Chopper. We see the Phantom. Um, a little tiny, teeny, tiny shot of Ezra. Uh, that was confirmed by the actor that's playing him, whose name I can't think of right now. Uh, who also said something about Jabba the Hutt. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Uh, and then he said something about the blueberry, a oh, blueberry, like we watching psych you got, uh, Burton Guster's car in this thing. What the hell's going on? Anyway. Um, so yeah, 
lots of fun stuff in that trailer. I'm hyped for it. We got an August drop date for that. Uh, we'll see if that shifts around uh, or not, but that was all really cool to see. Then we get to the movie stuff. Kathleen Kennedy brings out um, James Mangold, who we know right now is directing the Indiana Jones movie that's set to come out soon, The Dial of Destiny. Dave Filoni's up there because he had been up there. And uh, Charmaine Obaid Chinoy, who was uh, helmed to direct the what was supposed to be the Damon Lindelof movie. But so they went into details with this. And let's go with Filoni first. He's going to be directing or helming a movie. She, I don't know if she said directing specifically because I didn't really – the stream cut off. But um, he's going to be in charge of a movie – in the New Republic era, and it's going to tie up all the Mandover stuff, which is really exciting. So you got the Mandalorian, you got Skeleton Crew, you got Ahsoka, whatever was supposed to be in Rangers of the New Republic. And they talked about that before, about this culminating event um, that we all just assume might have just been on Disney+, Plus, but it's going to be something that's in the theaters. So we'll see when that comes, if that's 2027, because that would put us, you know, after season four... Of the Mandalorian, possibly season two of Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew will maybe get a second season at that point. Um, so there's lots of stuff to tie up that will culminate there. And if they're doing anything that even loosely follows what happens in the Heir to the Empire um, book trilogy, it'd be nice to see some more. I don't want to go too much into it just for time. I don't have a lot. We got a lot of stuff. I personally have a lot of stuff to do today. Um so we'll see how much they lean into some of the book stuff. Um, and we'll talk about Ahsoka just a little bit more because this morning we got the announcement that Lars Mikkelsen is officially playing Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, I came out on the stage. That place went nuts. I'm sure I would have gone nuts too if I had seen him out there because you guys know how much I love Thrawn. I love the blue dudes. Him and Cad Bane are two of my dudes. I'm wearing a blue Harvest shirt right now. Um, shout out to all the uh, Return of the Jedi stands out there. And the idea that – and there was some extended footage too. And from in that, there was uh, – Sabine is – she pulls a green lightsaber out of like a little storage box. So the thinking is that it's probably Ezra's lightsaber. Um, there's some more extended fighting. We get a look at Thrawn's face, which a picture popped up today from – it was like a still from a video. Been looking for the video with that extended footage, and I haven't been able to find it yet. Um and, you know, some people have commented, like, it doesn't look great. And it's like, you're looking at somebody's picture of a video of of, of, of screen. So, you know, it's it, too early to reserve judgment on just how, how he looks. But from some people who were there in the room, he appeared to look great, even though he was only on the screen for just a second or two. Um, you know, and listen, Lars did the voice in Rebels, so... I'm 100% behind this. I'm super stoked. We knew he was coming ever since Ahsoka mentioned it. Dropped that bomb on us in season two in the episode of The Jedi. Um, so, yeah. Now, the other two movie things that we had, uh, these two are very exciting, right? So, James Mangold is going to be moving from Indiana Jones and moving into the Star Wars space. And he'll be directing a movie about the dawn of the Jedi. Some of the first force wielders out there. Now, per timeline, this is about 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, right? If we, will, if we want to put that historical slant on it. Now, there are there's legends, source material that they can pull from with this. There's a Dawn of the Jedi comic series 
and there is the Into the Void novel by Tim Levin. Uh, I bought the Tim Levin book two years ago, breezed through it. It's a fun read. Uh, it's very different, you know, as far as, um, you know, th lightsabers aren't so much a thing. There's like, it's actually like kind of blades. I don't want to get too much into it, guys, again, for time. Um, and the Dawn of the Jedi comics are a little wacky. Um, you know, it was one of the Dark Horse books. Recommend it if you guys want to get some insight as to what might be headed into this thing. Go there. Check those things out. I think the Dawn of the Jedi stuff might be available on maybe Marvel Unlimited now. Um, I'm, I, it was on Comixology for a while. Um, I'm not using Comixology anymore since they changed everything there. It's all kind of stupid. But um, you can find them. Uh, trying to find physical copies of the Dawn of the Jedi um, trade paperbacks. Not easy. Uh, they can be a little bit pricey. And I'm sure with this announcement, they might just go up a little bit more. What's interesting about this is that when Kathleen Kennedy announced Taika's movie, it had an image of something that looked like it was from the Into the Void um, cover for the novel. And Taika hasn't been mentioned so far with any of the movies. Uh, he was in Paris last week at Disneyland. And so the expectation was that he might be there for celebration for this thing. But who knows if he's still attached to this, or if he's got something else planned um, with all the changes and shakeup that have been happening with Star Wars movies. Who knows? Uh, and I know a lot of people were excited about that, myself included. So I think that's super fascinating to get this Dawn of the Jedi um, slash Old Republic uh, kind of thing. Um, I say slash loosely because we don't know how this is all going to span. And if any of these are the start of their own, well, maybe not the Filoni thing, but if this is the start of a series or a trilogy or something, I'm all for it. Now, the third movie uh, jumps into a new Jedi Order, directed by Charmaine Obeid Shinoi, right? Uh, now, she directed a couple episodes of Ms. Marvel. She's a documentarian. She's Oscar-nominated, all of this stuff. Um, this movie is supposed to take place 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker. And wouldn't you know it, they bring out Daisy Ridley, Jedi Master Rey, uh, Palpatine Skywalker, whatever name you want to give to her. And uh, whew, that's exciting. Um, it'll be 10 years after the release of The Force Awakens, if, it's the, if this is the 2025 movie, um, which seems fitting. Uh, Daisy looked great. It was really exciting to see you know, her excitement being out on the stage again, and it was all of that. They weren't just having breakfasts at Lucasfilm, guys. They were talking about bringing all of this stuff together. So who knows if John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, um, any of the sequel trilogy cast will be involved. Um, do we get a Force Ghost Ben Solo? Who knows? Um I'm not a shipper. I don't do that kind of stuff. But for any of the Raylo fans out there, if that's what you want and it happens, more power to you. Um, that's not my wheelhouse. But if it happens, I'm happy for you. So that's all exciting stuff. Like it's just on screen. And that was, that was another trailer for Indiana Jones yesterday, which I, you know, I haven't even seen it yet. Um, it's been crazy. All of this was happening while I was at work yesterday, guys. I was outside. It was cold. I was working in this water filtration plant. It stinks. It's gross. There was a fire there. Yes, it was Yesterday was just ins the insanity of celebration lapped over into the real world for me and it set this fire on building, the building on fire. Nobody got hurt. 
right? It was put out very quickly. I, you know, I would make jokes if somebody got hurt, but it was wild yesterday, the way things were kind of going down with all the news. Now today we had the Ahsoka panel this morning. Again, it was an extended trailer. Lars came out. Uh, it was cool seeing Rosario and, uh, and Natasha and Mary Elizabeth come out on the Star Wars show stage or the celebration stage and talk about their experiences and everything. Um, and then Leslie Hedlund come out today and she's talking about the acolyte and she broke down a little bit. She was talking about how much Star Wars meant to her and she said Star Wars saved her life. Um, it was, uh, her passion for the acolyte is infectious. When they had that big thing on Disney, the Disney plus announcements, whatever in 2020, the two things I was most excited for were and, or in the acolyte and, or we all know delivered, right? It's not your, if it's not your bag. I hear you. I hear you. But for me, stand out, right? Loved it. And was my guy. Um, but the Acolyte was the other one that I was super stoked for. Uh, part of that is because I'm a huge High Republic fan. I love the High Republic books. To get to the end of the era and see what's going on. Um, and for what she says about how this book or how this show is going to center on more of the villains. Um, very, very exciting. And today during the High Republic panel... <clears throat> Thanks to everybody who um, decided to live tweet, you know, I'm looking at Alex from Star Wars Explained, Laura from Force Toast, whoever else was in the room, uh, just checking these live tweets. Come to find out that Vernestra Rowe is going to be in the show as a character. Um, I forget the actress's name that's playing her, but I think she was on the Star Wars Celebration stage yesterday and said something about her playing a Mary Allen, which... Got the mind grapes going of like, what does that mean? Um, and then we find out she's Vernestra Rowe, who was much older. Vernestra is a character from phase one who is very young. She's like 15 or 16, I think. She's like the head of her class. But her passion almost, I don't want to say it blinds her, but she she carries a lot of emotion with her. And that could be something that in her later years could be explored um, as a teetering character, light side or dark side, I think, right. That's what, that's some wild speculation on my part, but it's super exciting for the book fans. And I'm glad that it happened during the high Republic panel where they showed the acolyte footage again. Um, you know, as a, a nod to the book readers and having, you know, like right now we're knee deep in phase two. I've, uh, Cataclysm by Lydia Kane came out this week. That book is fire. It's my favorite book so far. Phase two. Um, they're just, they're firing on, on, on all cylinders right now. Right. I I'm reading uh, quest for planet X by Tessa Graden. And I also got this week, a copy of path of vengeance by Kevin Scott, which comes out next month in May. Um, there's a review embargo on it at the end of April. So hopefully I'll finish it before then. And I'll have some thoughts because uh, I will be doing more book reviews. These are books that were sent to me by Disney Lucasfilm Press, so I'm a part of that reviewer squad or whatever. I'm super grateful for it. Um, but, you know, there was talk about the Path of Vengeance is going to cover more of what the mother is doing um, and all of her plans and stuff. And with all the Phase 3 things that were um, talked about, let me see if I can pull this up here. The titles for Phase 3 were the middle grade novels, Escape from Escape from Vallow by Daniel Jose Older and Alyssa Wong. Welcome, Alyssa Wong. 
to the High Republic, loving what she's doing with at the Afro comic. We've got Beware the Nameless, written by Zoraida Cordova. Um, Escape from Valor comes out January 2024, January 30th. Beware the Nameless comes out summer 2024. And A Valiant Vow by Justina Ireland comes out spring 2025. So that's the middle grade novels. We've got the... Oh, they're not even listed in a thing. Um, all of the other books here. Oh, the young adult novels are... Defy the Storm by Tessa Gradden and Justina Ireland, which comes out March 12, 2024. Tears of the Nameless, written by George Mann, comes out fall 2024. And Into the Light, written by Claudia Gray, which comes out spring 2025. Now, then there's the adult novels, right? There is Eye of, The Eye of Darkness by George Mann, comes out November 14th of this year, 2023. Escape from Vallow written by Daniel Jose Older and Alyssa Wong. Um, nope, they got that mislabeled. Oh, these are, the, these are the first books that are coming out. So that's January, and then Defy the Storm comes out in March. Now, there were two others that they mentioned. Uh, Phase 3 is called uh, Trials of the Jedi. But there were two others that they mentioned uh, that I don't see listed here. Um, there are three adult novels that are going to be in the third phase. And the last book is going to be written by Charles Soule, which is called Trials of the Jedi. Um, there's going to be more short fiction in The Insider. There's going to be more of the comic stuff that's coming out. And then there is a, the new manga that comes out by Daniel Jose Elder with art by Tomio Ogata. Um, the manga stuff is fantastic, guys. Do not sleep on that, on, on those things because they're wonderful. Um, I, there's, I think there's another publishing panel maybe tomorrow. So we'll see what they tell us with all of that. Um, let me see if there's anything else. I'm probably for oh, all the Hasbro stuff today. New Black Series Cad Bane from the Book of Boba Fett. Force Ghost Anakin coming out in a three-pack of Force Ghosts from the end of the special edition of Return of the Jedi. Anakin, Yoda, Obi-Wan um, in Force Ghost uh, form. Could they be hinting at something for Ahsoka? Because we heard rumors that Hayden was going to be, that he was cast in Ahsoka, so... Who knows? Could be flashback stuff. Could be anything. Um, just wild, wild speculation there. What else was there? A lot of other Black Series stuff. There was like um, the Royal Guard, I think, is getting another figure. There was um, lots of vintage collections. There's a vintage collection and one Starfighter. Pause. You've been talking about it on Blue Harvest. That if they don't, they don't make the vehicles anymore. But if they ever make an N1, you're going to buy it. You got to get it. You've said it. You got to get it. Right. So I want to hold you to that. Now, Friday night, uh, after night one, they had a screening for the next episode, chapter 23 of The Mandalorian. Uh, I'm not going to say anything of what I know for the episode. Obviously, I wasn't there, but somebody who was in the room was there. I asked them to tell me what happens in the episode because I figured spoilers were going to be everywhere. I haven't seen any spoilers online. I know they're out there. But I guess maybe my timelines are just curated enough so that I don't see them. But what I was told about the next uh, episode kind of blew my damn mind. Uh, one thing was something that I'd heard about a while ago uh, that was going to be happening in the show. And then everything else was like, oh, shit. Things are happening, right? I'm not going to say anything else besides that. Um, but if you do want to try to avoid spoilers, 
good luck to you because it doesn't seem like they're going to be releasing the episode early, uh, earlier than Wednesday with, you know, the normal drop. There's only two episodes left um, in season three. And after the last episode, which I watched a, a, a second time and my opinion has softened on it uh, considerably. It's fun. It's, you know, procedural cop drama kind of thing. It is what it is. Um, but I think my biggest issue with it is that for the sixth episode of an eight episode season, you got to start putting more of the meat in the thing. You know what I mean? Like that sounded weird, but you got to like maybe focus more on the main story. And I don't know why it took so long for uh, the main kind of plot of the story to kick off with, you know, bow and the dark saber and all of that. But whatever happens in these last two episodes, it sounds to me like it, it's about to get wild. And maybe not just fun wild like the last episode was going to go wild. So, um, and I had a, like a question, but just thinking out loud about the Bad Batch and wondering why season two was delayed until the beginning of this year. Now, the Bad Batch panel is Monday morning. It is currently Saturday. Um, and I'm just thinking, um, do we think that they delayed season two to shorten the gap to the start of season three, given the way season two ended with the cliffhanger and all of that? Um, I'm wondering if that may be partly the case, you know, that we might be getting Bad Batch season three in a shorter time gap than it was between season one and season two. Um, if that's the case, cool. I'd like to to pick up, you know, where we left off. I don't want to wait as long. Um, even though I have lots of issues with the show, you know, I still enjoy it for what it is, even though it's not my favorite thing. Uh, I just think that a lot of fat needs to be trimmed off. That That's just, that's me in my opinion. But uh, today at the, there was a Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary panel, which was a, a little whack. But Ming-Na Wen uh, moderated the thing. She did a great job. But the first half of it was all kind of just behind the scenes stuff um, with uh, Neil Scanlon, Doug Chang, and Rob Brito. And it was fine. But uh, much like the Phantom Menace panel in 2019, I think the fans want to know more from the people that we see on screen. So they eventually brought out Anthony Daniels, Warwick Davis, um, Ian McDiarmid, and uh, the king king of the world, Billy D. Williams. Smooth as ice, this guy. Just the best. Um, and they got to talking about some of the stuff. And at the end of the panel, they announced that April 28th, so in just a couple of weeks, Return of the Jedi is going to be in theaters again for a limited run. Uh, so maybe it might be like Rogue One was last year in IMAX. I don't think the Return of the Jedi is going to be in IMAX. It'd be sick if it was, though. Um, maybe for like two weeks or three weeks or something like that. And from what I understand, it's only in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, so any international listeners, uh, maybe it'll start to make its way out uh, in, into a wider release. But that's what I've seen so far um, of that. So I'm looking forward to it. Return of the Jedi is a very pivotal movie for me. You guys have heard me talk about circumstances with my dad. We went to see it. He passed a few months later. I don't want to open up that whole thing again. But uh, Return of the Jedi is my comfort food. It's cathartic to me, uh, not just in terms of the entertainment that the movie has, but on a personal level, the reconnection of a father and son is 
so uh, it just it touches my soul every single time. Like I I love it, but I don't watch it enough because it gets me. Like it just it punches me in the heart every time the end of the movie. So maybe uh, I'll hook up with Jason from Blast Points and we'll, we'll go see we'll go hold hands and see the thing together because that that might be fun. Speaking of which. If you're listening to this day of release or weekend of release, Blast Points is doing a live stream on YouTube after all the panels are done, uh, talking things out with Silver from uh, Star Wars Thrifting and um, Into the Garbage Shoot, uh, with a wonderful podcast, and they're, you know they got guests and all of that stuff over there. We were he and I were going back and forth yesterday in the morning in DMs, just talking about all the insanity, how tired he and Gabe were. I was tired because I was at work. It was nuts. Yesterday was nuts. This weekend was nuts, uh, and I know. Regarding the kind of the movie stuff, while I understand it, I I bristle when I hear people be skeptical about, um, well, they'll cancel it in a couple of months or this, you know, this will be irrelevant information with the movies. And like, guys, I get it. We've had the rug pulled out from underneath us many times with the movies. Um, but like a lot of fans, I mean, I, you know, we want to see these movies succeed. We want to see longevity for Star Wars. We want... To, we want it to not feel like something that's being manufactured and something that has a lot of heart and passion in it and done correctly. Um, so while I get the cynicism, um, I'm choosing to be more optimistic about any announcements that we've gotten. And I'm really, really looking forward to more details as they come out. But I'm going to start to wind this up, guys. I just wanted to kind of touch base with all of you. Oh, real quick, C2E2 stuff last week. Again, if you've listened to the Marco Shiro episode, the interview that I did with him, please share that one around, guys. I want that one to get out to more ears. Um, Mark was my first author interview that I've done on the show. I would like to do more. And now that I have review copies for books, um, I think spreading the word for the show in that regard would really help um, with trying to get other interviews for future books and things like that. So, uh, you know, I need, I'm, I'm asking for your help to help me spread the word specifically on that episode, but you know, all episodes as they come out, um, you guys are all great when you do that. Uh, shout out to uh, Stubaka always does it. Stu's the man. Um, and I also need to give a quick shout out to, uh, Robert cast, uh, you know, space brother. Hey, he's at celebration right now. And, uh, he grabbed me a copy of the celebration exclusive of, Lydia Kang's Cataclysm. So I'm going to have three copies of this book, which is insane. And they're all different. Um, that's the life of a book collector, I suppose. Hashtag hard, hardcover army. Um, but yeah, so C2E2 last week, guys, there was a lot of cool Star Wars stuff that happened there as far as like, you know, the cosplay. It was a cool cat banner. I saw walking around, didn't get a picture of. Um, and the Clone Wars panel was a lot of fun. Last Saturday, uh, Ashley, Matt, um, James Arnold Taylor and Sam Whitwer. It was a, a lot of fun um, doing all of that and just, you know, being around lots of geeks and stuff. You know, it's a bit of a downer. You know, the FOMO is real for a celebration, but I mean, come on. I was at a convention last weekend, so I can't really complain too much. And Motor City Comic Con here in the Detroit area is going to be coming up in a few months. And, you know, we went last year. It was a good time. And I think we're going to try to do it again. Maybe uh, if some local people want to meet up, we can do that. And uh, lastly, I want to shout out and send congratulations to uh, Scotty Jero and his, in, in like probably mere minutes as I'm recording this, his wife, Katie, uh, they are getting married today. And Jerry Cable, my frenemy, is officiating the wedding, which I think is amazing and fantastic and a little bit scary. Jerry scares me. He's a weird Ewok looking person. He's scary. 
Um, but all, all jokes aside, guys, I, all congratulations to Scotty and Katie. You guys are the best. I love you both. I love Jerry, too. Um, we joke. And uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best in the future. And I wish um, I could take place in the live stream that they're doing from their wedding. But we have some other family uh, plans today. So I'm unfortunately going to miss that. Um, just putting my apologies out there publicly and my support for the newlyweds. And I hope you guys um, have a long and happy future together. But with that, guys, I am going to uh, shut this whole thing down. We got two more days of celebration. Tomorrow, there's the big villains panel in the morning. Monday's the bad, bad thing. You heard my thoughts on that and my question. Um, but if you have questions or thoughts or anything about celebration so far, um, throw it in You know, on the Twitter when I put the episode up, or you can send me an email. Uh, comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jammedtransmissions.com. Uh, you can find me on the socials at Cad Baines Bounty. Follow the show, please, uh, at JT Comlink you know, on Twitter and Hive and uh, at Jam Transmissions on Instagram. Um, look for more Broaxium Quick Shots as um, things are progressing in the future. There are some stellar books that are happening right now in and around all of Star Wars, High Republic, the mainline books are wild. The Bounty Hunters books fired. Afra's crazy. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, speaking of Roaxium, congrats to uh, Daniel Miller and his wife on the birth of their son last week. Guys, it has been a crazy, crazy time in and around Star Wars for a lot of us. And I hope that everybody feels the excitement and the love that comes out of an event like Celebration. I hope all of our friends that are there are enjoying themselves and everybody who is not there, even though we're all feeling that FOMO are still just as excited about all the hype that's coming on around it. So until next time, guys, I really hope I'm not forgetting. Oh, like and subscribe and do the rates and reviews on the Spotify. Give me a follow. Throw me a billion stars because I won't accept anything less, guys. I am so humbled when people do that. Um, and uh, that's going to be it. So until next time, may the force be with all of you. Uh, hi. I have a question. My name's Donald Faze, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars Records. So, how soon can we expect the Sabine Rim uh, Ahsoka Tana show? I don't know. You don't know! Obviously, it's intriguing. I have this crazy thing. I have to know what the story's about before I tell it. Do you know what it's about?
have to know what the story is about before I tell it. You know what it's about. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's to be more than that. It's to be more than that. It's so clear to you. They're looking for Ezra. I don't know. You don't know. I do know. You do know. I do know. It would probably make a good story. I have this crazy thing. I have to know what the story is about before I tell it. You know what it's about.